What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Holy Shit Brit, where I push record and the whole world listens to what comes out of my mouth alongside me. Um, let's see. Before I get into this episode of sexual blocks, which is exciting, um, I do want to say that this episode is going to be kind of an interactive one. So if you have a journal and a pen next to you or something you can write with, I highly suggest because I'm going to be talking you through um, an exercise I have done with my monthly men and ladies nights. And it's been really expansive for the people who have come over and even for me to see the patterns that and the similarities that we all share when it comes to sexual blockages. So let's see a little catch up about me. Um, a lot of, like, excitement, like, community excitement, you know, I just got back from a weekend with, um, like, 14 people where we stayed in a cabin near a river that was beautiful. Um, I'm going to a few concerts this month, which I'm really excited about. Uh, York Lore is coming to Austin. I got tickets last night, so going to that. And then I'm going to Colorado at the end of the month literally just to see Trevor Hall, the Red Rocks, I bought the tickets back in August. And at that point, I wasn't living in Austin. I didn't know where I was going to be. I didn't even know if I'd be in the US. um, Because working on yachts, you're usually not. (laughs) So I was like, I don't even know if I'll be here, but I'm going to buy them just in case. So I did and I got third row tickets. Tickets is plural. It's just me. So I'm literally flying to Colorado by myself to go see Trevor Hall, which I'm so excited about. And then today I just bought tickets to literally my favorite band, Laney. Um, and they're coming to Austin August 31st. And I'm going alone to that too. And it just made me think like, what a shame that there's, I know there's people that won't even go to their favorite concerts just because they have no one to go with. And God, you missed out. You miss out on so much opportunity. Like for me, music is so personal. Obviously it's a lot a fun when you can share that like excitement and passion for an artist with someone but at the end of the day like that artist is speaking to you is what it feels like or you're so attached to them because you feel a connection between you and the artist so I'm just I don't know I'm really grateful that um that I don't have a fear around doing things alone and if you do don't shame yourself Maybe your first step is going out to dinner alone. And then, you know, a few steps like ahead of that is going to a concert alone. Um, I just want to say a side note. I have seen Lainey in concert by myself. It was in Miami this past year. And I, like, snuck up to, like, the front row VIP where you needed a wristband. You know I didn't have one. But I got there. And I touched his leg. So I just want everyone to know that I am so excited for August 31st. Um, so that's a little, like, updates on that. A lot of music coming, you know, we are opening up to this new world, God bless, and summer's around the corner, so all these concerts are coming out, so really excited to, like, um, get on that bandwagon. And that's, I feel like, that feels good for updates. Um, so music and love for music. (laughs) All right, so this is the time when you want your pen and paper out. So, sexual blocks. What is even a sexual block? What are blocks? What is this? So, the basically why I 
I think this is really important, especially, you know, my whole podcast is about sexual liberation, sensual liberation, sensual and sexual empowerment. So it's basically the whole container of what I'm trying to put out there is you are at A and you want to get to B. A doesn't feel that great right now. It kind of just feels like you're doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing and you're kind of questioning, like, is this it? Is this really what A is supposed to feel like? Which I'm referring to A as, I'm just going to say an avatar, your current sex life. You're kind of just like, yeah, it's cool, but I know there's so much more out there. And that's B. B is this expanse of knowing, even though you haven't fully experienced it, you just know in your body that there's so much more pleasure out there. There's so much more empowerment and confidence when it comes to sex. And then obviously everything that... um, reflects in your sex life, reflects into your everyday life, so vice versa. So there's just so much more, and B is what offers that platform. But why are we not at B? Why can't we just get to B like that? Well, that's because there's blocks. There's there's hurdles between A to B. And if we don't know what those hurdles are, we're just going to constantly get stopped by them. If there's a brick wall and we don't know that there's a brick wall, we're just going to be stopped and not even know, like, how high it is. Can we jump over it? Can we get over, like, or can we just heal it and let it completely dissolve uh, under the ground and just walk freely to be? And so these hurdles that I'm referring to is what I would call your sexual blocks. And that's what I want to really go deep in with this podcast and... I think it's going to be a lot quicker and shorter than what you might expect. And maybe there are things that you already know, but I want to give you a quick like comparison of what these sexual blocks are also reflecting in your life and a, t- a tool, which I've talked about many a times, of how to not ignore or jump over these blocks, but dissolve them and integrate them into your body because that's really how you can get from A to B is from integration and embodiment, not from five best steps to have great sex. Like, I hope you guys understand through my teaching is that it's not about that. It's literally about cultivating your own sense of sensuality and sexuality within your own being. So I first want you to sit with yourself for a few minutes and just think what is the perfect sexual intimate experience? So I'm not saying like if you're a female and attraction male, I'm not saying like, oh, okay, his dick is eight inches. He's pounding me from the back. Like, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about how do you feel in that experience with this person? It could be a person you're with. It could be a person that you haven't met, but you know you are. So a manifested partner. Um, it can be just the idea of how you want to feel. So do you want to feel connected? Do you want to feel like one, a oneness um, ability? So I invite you to pause me right now, which I know is really hard to do, (laughs) but pause me for just four minutes so that you can do a bullet point or flow for four minutes on your journal and just write down that experience of your most peak sensual, intimate experience. Okay, pause me right now. All right. I hope you paused me. 
because I did not give you the amount of time that you would need for this um, exercise. Um, and even if you didn't write and thought about it, that's perfect as well. So I'm just going to like bring up ideas that I noticed that were very much um, intertwined with a lot of other people's in my women and men's groups. So a big, big themes that came up were I want to experience a flow-like state, like a dance, um, which means there's no A, B, there's no like stages, not this, then this, then this. It's just like, oh, we're going to go to this and then I'm going to go back to that, but then I'm going to steer right into this direction and then steer left over here, meaning I'm going to kiss his face and then I'm going to massage him and then I might touch his sex parts and then I'm going to come back and kiss his face. Like there's no like foreplay, penetration, come, you know, this dance. Um, Time doesn't exist. It's just the state of flow state that flow state meaning when you're in this like motion meditation you don't know what time is you're just so present and that's another word present in the moment connected is another word with you and your partner pleasure just feeling full pleasure whatever that means and not goal orientated so pleasure not meaning oh I want to come it's just in that moment them stroking slowly down my hand or like slowly massaging my back, I can feel so much pleasure from that. And no matter if like penetration or orgasms are involved, it doesn't matter because there's so much pleasure in every moment. So those are like a few categories or themes that everyone in my groups have expressed, which I thought that was really interesting. So now I want you to relay and pause me for four minutes. What does sex feel like, like partnered sex I'm going to specifically talk about? What does that feel like in your body right now? When you think about your sexual, your, your relationship with sex, how does that make you feel? Where do you feel? If there's tightness, where do you feel it? Um, so yeah. In this moment, how is your relationship with sex and the feeling with it? Pause me right now. All right, so hopefully you paused and jotted down four minutes worth of bullet points or just a flow of paragraph or if you're driving, you just thought about it. And so I'll just list the themes that I found were true amongst the people that came to my ladies and men's night. So right now, sex feels very scriptive. Like I mentioned earlier, it feels very like foreplay, penetration, coming, done. Just very scripted. It feels goal-orientated, meaning, which I could do a whole podcast on what quote-unquote good sex is, but coming. Sex is to come. That's what sex is. And that just feels very forced and almost draining so draining is another word that came up it's just very like we're doing this because that's the next step or you know honestly some people and I definitely had this script in my head I'm doing this because we're because he bought me a drink he's really nice um and we had dinner 
or I'm doing this because it's date night and we got dinner and that's kind of the, just the next step in date night. Or we're doing this because we haven't done it in a while. I'm not really feeling it, but at least we're checking it off. So this feeling of we have to because it makes sense too. Um, it feels very like efficient and just time orientated, meaning like it kind of goes back to the goal orientated thing where it's like, you don't get lost in time. Time kind of is with you thinking, oh, how long is he down on me? So it's hard to receive thinking, how long was he on down on me? So I have to be down on him. It's like this tick for tack notion, um, not fully investing in each other's pleasure. You're just almost mirroring what each other did so that you can be like, okay, they went down on me. Okay. I went down on them. They're making out of me. And then I'll give them a massage and then they'll give me a massage. Is this just a mirror thing? So it doesn't actually feel like a flow. It's just kind of a tick for tack. Um, disconnection is a was a theme. Um, and just concentrated um, and not fully connected. So when you look at that, so A, when we're talking about A to B, A is the current experience of sex. B is where we want to be. And what is blocking us from having this flow, like dance, like pleasurable timelessness? And everyone has their own reasons. Um, you might in this moment, because obviously I just gave a very general idea of what sex could be feeling like for you and may not be. And if, if you don't relate to this at all, that's totally fine. This is for the person that does relate to not having the fullest potential of their sexual experience right now. Because that was me. And, you know, in ways that is still me. And I want to reflect upon now your self-pleasure practice. So how do you do your self-pleasure practice? Which, if you go back to my first episode, I explained to you my self-pleasure practice and what that looks like. But I will say... In the groups that I had, a lot of people masturbate, which if you've been listening to my podcast, I like to use those two distinctions. Self-pleasure practice is what I would define as point B. If we mirror what B sex is, self-pleasure is that, the next step. And masturbation is A, kind of like, so masturbation to me is efficiency, the quickest way for, you know, for a Volvo owner, pulling out that vibrator, vibrating on your clit, three minutes go by, you orgasmed, okay, go to bed or go carry on with your day. Just very, like, disconnected, just like how I talked about potentially how sex could feel like for you now. So is that how you are doing self-pleasure? Is it masturbation? Is it this quick, efficient, goal-orientated, like, you're doing it to come, you're doing it to release, like, it's kind of just a tick. Like, okay, I, I masturbate. Great. Okay. Um, I'm a sensual being. Great. Um, it feels kind of disconnected because maybe you're especially using a vibrator, which I'm not saying vibrators are bad, but if you are only using a vibrator, your brain gets used to that a level of stimulus, which then if you're in um, with a partner and they're like rubbing your clit with their fingers or with their tongue, that level of stimulus does not equate the level of stimulus of a vibrator. 
So vibrators are super awesome, great sex tool, but don't always rely on them because your mind gets used to that to come. So I'm just going to pull us back into my conversation of, so masturbation and then self-pleasure. And the whole premise of this is I want you to reflect upon how do you self-pleasure yourself? Does it look like flowy, dancey, timelessness, full pleasure, just touching your legs, touching your arms? Is it very open and you're just like dripping in your own sensuality? Is that what your self-pleasure practice looks like? Because if not, you can't assume that that's how your sex life is going to look like. And this is why I'm speaking about everything stems with yourself first. If you can gift yourself 40 minutes of sensual self-pleasure, then it will be a lot easier for you to fully embody that with a partner. I'm not going to say it's going to happen right away. That's what I thought would happen. But there's still a lot of... Um, a lot of embodiment that I still am working with when it comes to that, but it definitely is a tool that will help you fully give space to fully indulging in your own pleasure and not feeling like, okay, I need to do this back with to them. It's just like, nope, this is for me. This is my pleasure. And so if you are experiencing self-pleasure as a very quick, efficient, disconnected way and you're craving sex in a very dancey, flowy way, that's when I'm going to invite you to not look at like, okay, to have a good sex life, I need to have better sex. No, to have a good sex life, you need to have a more connected self-pleasure practice. And that is the first step. And that is the first practice or tool or homework that you can do to get from A to B, to dissolve those blockages. Because a lot of those blockages can or could be stemming from how you relate to your own pleasure. For example, a big block that I had was not allowing myself space or time to fully receive pleasure. If someone was down on me for five minutes, it was almost too much because I was like, oh, well, when I masturbate, well, if my vibrator takes me three minutes, so I don't know what to do. This is too much. Like, I shouldn't be receiving this much and I don't deserve this. This is also subconscious, of course, but then I would like tell the person who's like pleasuring me, like, it's okay, don't worry, I will do this to you. Whereas of now, I take 40 minutes for myself to fully feel, fully deepen into my body and experience whatever pleasure comes up. And sometimes I won't even orgasm, I'm just experiencing the ride of pleasure, the waves that come with it. And which is now allowing me to fully sink into that experience with a partner and it just makes it easier because it's like I've allowed myself to do that for myself so I can do that with another. It's the same thing of when people say like you teach people how to treat you because you give yourself, you know your own worth. I mean if you don't know your own worth it's hard to tell other people like well this is my worth, these are my boundaries because you're kind of like loose with them all. So this is just another a great example of how your own inner work reflects outwardly and I kind of want to tie this together with a conversation of what good sex is because good sex is not about the end goal it's not about did you penetrate and did you come it's about 
the experience, the kisses on the neck and how pleasurable those felt, the touch, the hands touching your legs, running up your thigh. It's this overall experience. And it's not about this peak pleasure of penetration, come. It's about the whole experience and that and the connection that you have with that person in that experience. And that's what um good self-pleasure is like I've had you know masturbation where I come in three minutes and it's like you don't really feel that great afterwards it's kind of that like yeah cool I got that out of the way but you kind of feel drained but if I have like a 40 minute self-pleasure practice where I'm dancing for myself letting my hands explore get curious with my body at the end of that there's this feeling of wholeness this feeling of my cup has been filled and now it's overflowing and I can give to others with an open heart because I have a lot to give now. And that's what it reflects to with sex is we come to you and your partner are coming with yourselves with an overfilled cup knowing that you have so much to give and that it's just overflowing and two cups that overflow just become this dance of waves and dance of gushy and dripness. And so that's what this whole stem of self-pleasure comes from is so that when you come with a partner, I mean, like literally come with a partner, but come together with a partner, your cup has overflowed and you know how to give yourself that space. And then if, of course, your sexual blockages don't reflect mine, obviously you can play with what those are in your self-pleasure practice. So like I said, mine was time and um space so that's why I have always mentioned like give yourself 40 minutes allow yourself to explore because that was something that was really difficult for me to give to another person to have them explore me and to give them time to give me pleasure so if you were able to recognize the blocks that you are having when it comes to sex implement those in your self-pleasure practice Um, for example, I know someone whose blocks were, it was hard to say, hey, I need a minute. So if they came and then the person who was a man tried to penetrate them right after, she recognized that she needs to give her body a rest between coming and penetration. And I actually, um, empathize with that. So a way to work with that when you're self-pleasuring is, you know, allow yourself to if you, if you get to that point, if you come, come and then, you know, give yourself, give your body a minute or two and then experience penetration. Almost play this, play the game or role play of a sexual partner and how that might feel in your body. So those are basically my nuggets for today. There's so much, um, medicine and goodness in this short podcast I really hope you were able to jot some notes down or get some mahas this is just a good exercise I like to use to just start off a session or with my men's and ladies night it's just a great like topic to start with and then things just flow we can talk about what your blockages are how to get through them but this is just a great foundation if you're like well yeah, I want better sex and I don't know how. This is a great exercise to see it in written form. What are what is your goal? What are you trying to get to when it comes to sex? Where are you at and how to how to transition from A to B 
within yourself and not necessarily with a partner. Because I will um, relay this again that my whole sexual journey um, has been extremely centered with myself. I have basically been on this solo two-year sensual journey on my own. And I, I know that I did that to show that it's not about a person, it's about yourself, how to gain sensual confidence, sensual empowerment. It all starts within. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. I'd really love if you um, post this on your Instagram story. I love that. Um, and if you come up with any sensual blockages and you have any questions, you can DM me. I would totally respond. Um, or Cameo. I'll leave a link for Cameo. And I'll leave a link if you want to do a one-on-one session and you want to go dive deeper with your own personal experiences, I'll leave a link for that. But I hope this gave you guys some tools to move forward and kind of just more like ahas of what the potentiality of your sex life can look like. All right. Thanks, guys.